Good morning, Frederick Hasanaka. Sorry that we're a little late. <clears throat> we dedicate the learning today, Livoy Nishmas, Rebeliezeb Rebnas Nyakov, Yentafradl Bas Rebishwaye, Zahavaleya Bas Rebavrom, Sipkarivka Bas Reboruch, and for a complete Rafu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Baskalia, Rochel Baskalia, Noina Choma Baskalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, David ben Behia, Shendel Basleya, Yehudas Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sarorochel Bas Yuspendel, Avivan Bas Yuspendel, Gitaganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleya Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Eliohu ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Sipoira Bas Batshua, David Lay ben Shena, Daniel ben Rivka, Orach Mordechai ben Tali, Aviv Achaya bas Estemindel, Daniel Boruch ben Sora, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Perel, Hendesheva bas Rochel, Moshe Mendel ben Leia, Benyom Yitzchak ben Liba, Shlomo ben Rivka Sprinza, Besoich Shar Choyli Yisrael. We're continuing in Hilchas Orla, Halacha Hey, Paragraph Hey. Rav Nosenzal is basing this halacha on Torah Yud Dalid, where Rav Nosenzal elaborates on the topic of gaiva, and we spoke about the different levels of humility, a person feeling smaller than those that are greater than them, equal to them, smaller than them, and then feeling smaller and lower than myself. Now Rav Nosenzal says, Based on what we've been learning here, we'll be able to understand a deeper insight to the Kriyas Yamsuf, which was accomplished through the stick of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ki paroi bechinas geus. Paroi represents arrogance. Sheomar mi Hashem. When Moshe Rabbeinu approached him saying that I'm a messenger from Hashem, Paroi says with incredible arrogance, who is Hashem? That I have to listen to him. And he also said, I'm the one who created the Nile River, which is the source of sustenance for the whole country. And therefore, the antidote to Paroi, the redemption, was through Moshe Rabbeinu, which whom the Torah describes as the most humble person. The Omar Moshe Rabbeinu said, "V'nachnu mo, we are nothing." Bechinas tachlis hashiflus bechol habechinos. Moshe Rabbeinu achieved the highest level possible of of humility on on all levels. The alkain iker gemar hagula hoyokrias yamsuf, and this explains also why the final blow against Mitzrayim, what really resulted in the Jewish people being able to get out of Mitzrayim was the miracle of Kriyas Yamsuf, Shehofach Yom Layabosha, whereby Hashem converted the sea, the ocean, to dry land for Klal Yisrael. Ki ofor, because true humility is referred to as dirt, dust, Sheyosim Atzmoi Kaofor, where the Gemara says a person should make themselves, consider themselves like dirt. 
which everyone steps on, and yet the dirt, the earth returns people to people fruit and and, and grains. Water is above the dirt. Water is corresponds to plant life, which is above the inanimate objects. Vishom Maschil Hageus, and that's where arrogance begins. Shehu Bechinas Hamoin Verash Gale Hayam, of which an example of it is the tumultuous noise of the waves of the sea. Sheroyashim Umisnasim Atzmon, which storm and lift themselves up. The waves are always jumping upwards. Kamashikosud, as the Pusik says, the sea lifted up its waves. This is similar to the concept of arrogance. You rule over the arrogance of the sea. When the waves try to lift themselves up, to jump up. However, Hashem has placed sand around the sea to contain the sea, to serve as a boundary. This sand is corresponds to the basic element of creation called Ofor, which breaks the arrogance of the waves of the sea all the time and doesn't allow the waves, the sea, to go out of bounds. As the Pesach says, the, 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 again, that the seashore contains the, the waves of the sea. And therefore, when the Jews left Egypt, and Paroi came running after them. Shehu Bechinas Geus, Paroi symbolizes arrogance. Therefore, the miracle that saved us was the splitting of the Red Sea. Hashem showed all of them through Moshe Rabbeinu that Hashem has the ability to change the sea into dry land. That, that these waters, these powerful waters of the sea, the waves of the sea, which represent Gaiva, they should be able to be tamed completely and converted to dry land, which represents humility. Hainu, what this is telling us is that the Jewish nation, which represents humility, as the Pesach says, Hashem says, <clears throat> the reason why I love you so much is because you are the smallest of all the nations. And the Gemara says this term Hama'at means that we humble ourselves. Kiheim klulim b'moshe. Because the entire Jewish nation is called in Moshe Rabbeinu, who was an incredible, humble person. That 
Therefore, because we possess this Anova, when we're Nichlal and Moshe Rabbeinu, <clears throat> therefore the sea, with all of its waves and powerful waters, runs away and splits before the Jewish people. And gets converted to dry land, Vieretz, Bechina Shiflus, humility, which, which represents humility. And Paroi and all of his armies who represent arrogance, they drowned in the sea. And all of their efforts to destroy the Jewish people turned around and destroyed them. Because what destroys the Russia is his own evil. Their arrogance is what drowned them. Again, the waves of the sea, which represent arrogance, that's what drowned Paroi and his armies. Rav Nosazal made a statement before that, yes, that Klal Yisrael are nichlal in Moshe Rabbeinu, are klulim in Moshe Rabbeinu. We mentioned in the past that it's brought that the word Moshe, Mem is 40, Shin is 300, 40 times 300 is 12,000, Hey is 5, 12,000 times 5 is 60,000, and Moshe Rabbeinu was 10 Amois tall. 60,000 times 10 is 600,000. Moshe Rabbeinu represents the entire Klal Yisrael. The entire Klal Yisrael is, is supposed to be Nichlal in Moshe Rabbeinu. We say when people get married, we say Hareat Mekudash Kedeshesli, Betabazu, Kedas Moshe, the Israel, Moshe Rabbeinu and Yisrael. Vialkein Hischil Hashiro, Oshiro Lahashem Kigo Oigo. And this is why Oz Yoshir begins with the words, let's sing to Hashem because he is great. Hashem is Goi Go. Hashem elevated himself, lifted himself up, over the tall one, over the Bali Gaiva, over Paroy and his armies. You want to be big? I'm bigger, Hashem showed them. Because what the splitting of the Red Sea was really all about was breaking this gaiva. V'alkein, si'em, Hashem yimloich lo'ilam vo'en. And therefore, Oz Yosher concludes with that powerful statement, Hashem will rule forever. B'chinas malchus digdusha, the holy kingdom. B'chinas Hashem moloch geus lovesh. Hashem is king. Hashem cloaks himself in holy gaiva. Hashem destroys and eliminates all gaiva, all misplaced gaiva in the world. Because Hashem's kingdom and Hashem's gaiva is the epitome of humility. As the Gemara says, where we see Hashem's greatness, we see Hashem's humility. Interesting, Rav Nosan quoted this pasuk, 
Hashem Yimloich Lo'elam Vo'ed. Today is the seventh day of Hanukkah this year, Tovshin Pei Dalit. And the Bnei Yisrochah writes an incredible, interesting thing that we know that the Chashmonoim are the ones, Matisio and his sons, who are called the Chashmonoim, they're the ones who discovered the Pach Shemen, the vial of oil, which miraculously was a one-day supply, or according to some opinions, even less than a day's supply, and it burned for eight days. And they defeated the Greeks, and they took over the leadership of Kal Yisrael. They became the kings for a period of shortly more than 200 years. Now, they were Koyhanim. We know that the kingdom of the Jewish people is supposed to come from Shevet Yehuda. The Koyhanim have their job of serving in the Beis Hamikdosh, and the king of Klal Yisrael is supposed to be from the, from the descendants of Dovra Melech. And it's brought that this is why Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who, is, who was a descendant of Dovra Melech, did not organize a Gemara for the holiday of Hanukkah. For every other holiday, there's an entire Gemara. Shabbos, Psachim, Yuma, Fiyum Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkah, Megillah, Masechta Megillah, Fapurim, everything except Hanukkah. Why? Because Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wanted to show that there was an injustice here, in a sense, in the fact that the Hashmanon took over the king. They were Tzadikim, they defeated the Greeks, they found the oil, they they cleaned out the Beis Hamikdash, they purified the Beis Hamikdash, and then they should have moved into the Beis Hamikdash. That's their place. They took over the kingdom of Klal Yisrael. That was an injustice. And therefore, Rabbi Udanasi played it down, played down Hanukkah by not organizing a separate Gemara for Hanukkah like for the other holidays. So the Bnei Yisrochri asks, or he quotes from one of the other tzaddikim who asks, the Chashmanoim were tzaddikim. Why would they do such a thing? They certainly weren't looking for Kavod. And he explains, there's a Gemara that says that those kings who were anointed, we know that a king in Kal Yisrael is anointed with oil, Shemen Mishchas Kodesh. Those kings who were anointed with a pach, with a vial of oil, their kingdom was a temporary kingdom. Those kings who were anointed with a teren, with a horn, their kingdom was permanent. So he explains that when they saw that the miracle was that they found a pach shemen, they understood that this was a remez from Hashem, this was a hint from Hashem, that the kingdom that's going to be established now is not the permanent kingdom, which comes from Shevet Yehuda, which comes from Dovr HaMelech, but rather it'll be a temporary kingdom, such as the leadership of the Chashmonoim. Now, the Gemara tells us that everything that's in the Gemara has a source in the Chumash. Where do we see a source in the Chumash for what we just said? The Bnei Yisrochah says, I'll show you. We have this posuk, Hashem yimloich li'olam vo'ed. Hashem will rule permanently, eternally. The words yimloich li'olam vo'ed are begimatria keren. Kufresh nun 350. The words, the word yimloich, will rule, is bigimatria pach, peichof. 
Yimloch means they will rule. How long? Uh, a period of time. Yimloch lo'olam v'ed, to rule eternally, that's, that's Bigimatria Karen. Any questions, please? And based what, on what we've been learning till now, we'll be able to understand the significance of Tu Bishvat. Shehu which the Gemara tells us that Tu Bishvat is considered to be the beginning of the new year regarding the laws of Orla, that we have to wait three years before we can eat the produce of a tree, and the law of Netarvai, we go by Tu Bishvat. Meaning if we planted a tree a month before Tu Bishvat, that when, when Tu Bishvat arrives, that's the conclusion of one year. We get credit for a year. And from Tu Bishvat till the next Tu Bishvat is the second year, and so on and so forth. Because the Medrash tells us that the 12 months of the year correspond to the 12 Shvotim. And the tribes are called Shvotim. Because the 12 tribes are like sticks, like branches of a tree that come from the trunk of the tree, which is Yaakov Avinu. Because the Zohar Kodesh tells us, all souls come from a great tree. And these 12 tribes are under the 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 leadership of the four categories of the Shekhinah, the four camps of the Shekhinah. We know that the the uh, the divine the, the Shekhinah is represented by the four images on the throne of Hashem: the Aryeh, Shoir, Nesher, and Adam. The image of a lion. The lion is the king of the non-domesticated animals. The Shoir is the king of the domesticated animals. The Nesher, the eagle, is the king of the birds, and Oda, man, is the king of all of creation. Hashem wanted Odom to rule, man to rule. Shehem Bechinas Arbodegolim. This corresponds to the four groupings of the Shvotim. Ukenegdom Heim Arba And corresponding <clears throat> to these four groupings of the Shvotim, which again, we're reading now on Hanukkah, we read about the Karbonos that each one of the leaders of the 12 tribes brought at the initiation ceremony of the Mishkan. So these four groupings of the Shvatim correspond to the four seasons of the year. And each one of these groups, each one of these groups of four Come, come, draw from the four letters of Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke. Shemishom nimshachin ho arbo moichin. That's where the four moichin come from also. 
חכמה בינה חסד גבולה, ומשום האבו יסודס, and that's where the four basic elements, אש רוח מים אופר, come from שהם בחינס תלס גבננדנו בסיין, which correspond to the three colors of the eye and the pupil of the eye. וכנגדם בקליפה, and opposite this whole list, in, in the form of קליפה, תומה, הם בחינס ארבע קליפייס. There are four powers of תומה. We mentioned towards the beginning of this halacha. The onon godol, the eish mislakachas, the ruach saoro, And and Noiga, Noiga is the fourth, exactly. The Noiga, the Shoish Klippos Tameos, Shem Shoish Klippos Tameos, which are the three Klippos, which are completely Tomei, ונויגה, ונויגה, which is a combination of good and bad, שהם בחינה שלוש נאורלו ונתרווי, which correspond to the three years of a tree's produce, when it first starts growing, and the fourth year's produce. וכמוי שבקדושה, יש בחינת תלס גבננדנו בסיין, and just like within holiness, there's the three colors of the eye, and the pupil of the eye, And of those four, the main one is the pupil of the eye. The pupil of the eye is what takes in the, the, the images. It's from the pupil of the eye that a person really visualizes and recognizes with their brain what they're seeing through the support of the three colors of the eye, which shine into the pupil. So too, on the opposite end, on the side of Tumah, what gives all the different, all four klipos, the ability to grab onto holiness and draw from holiness, The main one is the noiga, shehu keneged b'chinas basayin, which corresponds in tuma to the pupil of the eye in Kedusha. Shemikshom kol yenikosom, kayadua. As the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us, all the forces of tuma and klipa draw via klipas noiga. Ubechol arbat kufais hashono, tzrichen levarer hatoiv mehara, And throughout the four seasons of the year, we are required to sort out the good from the bad and to destroy the four klipos which oppose the four, level, the four letters of Hashem's name, Yudkei Vavkei, and the other fours of Kedusha. Vehinei. The four seasons of the year begin from Nisan. So therefore, the fourth set where Nisan, Ior, Sivan is the first grouping. 
Tammuz of Elul is the second grouping. Tishrei Cheshvan Kislev is the third grouping. And then Teves Shvat Ador is the fourth grouping. Therefore, Nimtza Shetkufas Teves Yatkufa Horavius. So therefore, the set of months, which be, the season which begins from Teves, is the fourth one which corresponds to the pupil of the eye. Sheshom Iker Habiro Kanal. That's where the main processing has to take place. A season is three months. Shehem Teves Shvat Ador. Nimtza, therefore we conclude, Shechamisha also Bishvat, Unekuda Emtsoyes Hatikufa. That the 15th day of Shvat is exactly in the center, in the middle of this set of Teves Shvat Ador. Shezeo Bechinas Nekudas Habasayim. This again corresponds to the pupil of the eye, which is in the center of the eye. Vialkain, oz hu Rosh And that's why Tu Bishvat is the Rosh Hashanah for trees. Sheshon Iker Habirur Mehageus. Because as we learned earlier, that's where the main processing has to be done to take us out of Gaiva. And as we learned earlier in this halacha, gaiva is a composite of all the different midas roys. And we saw earlier, Rav Nosenzal had mentioned the reason why all of these laws of Arla and Etervai apply to a tree specifically is because the first sin committed in the world was with a tree, the Eitz Hadas, and it was all about gaiva, as we saw earlier, that the snake convinced Adam and Chava to eat from the Eitz Hadas by telling them, you know why Hashem doesn't want you to eat from this tree? He doesn't want competition. He doesn't want you to be as great as him. And, and the fact that they did partake from the tree is referred to as a pegam of Gaiva. Because the main processing that has to take place is in the pupil of the eye. Which we learned earlier, the four levels of humility. And we said the main one is the fourth one, which is that a person should consider themselves so small, so low, that they consider themselves less than what they really are. Until the person goes all the way down to the level of nothing. And then that person plugs into the holy pupil of the eye. That's the truest part of holiness. And it's via there that a person is able to connect to the highest places. Because Rabbeinazal tells us in Likud Imran, what gives a person the greatest ability to go all the way up and become part of the Ein Sago, above the Spheroes and above all the worlds, 
and become part of Ein Soif, part of the infiniteness of Hashem, is humility. And the most important aspect of humility is when a person gets to that fourth level, which is the epitome of humility, the humility of Moshe Rabbeinu, he is the true tzaddik. And as we learned earlier, the way that we achieve that is on the fourth year by bringing that produce to Yerushalayim, Sheshom Tachles Anova. Yerushalayim is the epitome of humility. Kishom Habes Amikdash. Because in Yerushalayim we had the Beis Hamikdash, Sheshom Nekudas, or Evan Shesia. And in the Holy of Holies, you had that rock, the Evan Shesia, from which Hashem began creation. Shemishom Yoitse Gidin Lechol Ha'arotzais. And from the Evan Shesia go forth all kinds of pipes to all the different countries. As Rashi Kodesh explains in Kohelis regarding Shlomo HaMelech, that he knew about the Evan Shesia, he knew about these pipes, these wires that come out from the Evan Shesia and go to all the different countries of the world. We know that there are certain, certain produce that can only grow in certain climates. Hawaiian pineapple. And, and and other countries that are known for specific fruits that don't grow in all environments, it needs a specific type of environment for that kind of fruit to, to grow there. Bananas, in Eretz Yisrael, bananas come from Tverio. We know that that's the place, the middle of Eretz Yisrael. So Shlomo HaMelech knew how all of these places are wired to the Evan Shesia. And therefore, he was able to plant around the Beis Samikdash, next to the wire that leads to Tveria, he was able to plant bananas there, and they would grow, even though it was Tveria, even though this was in Yerushalayim. And so too regarding all the different types of fruits and produce. Because the, 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 this, this Evan Shesia, which was in the Holy of Holies in the Beis Amikdash, represents the epitome of humility. Ki hashiflos offer, because humility is referred to as the ground, the earth, dust. Ve'ikar kedushas ha'ofar hu'beretz Yisrael v'Yerushalayim. And the main place where the dirt is holy is in Yerushalayim, in Eretz Yisrael. And the holiest dirt was in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Holy of Holies, where the Evan Shesia was. Sheshom Shar Hashamayim. That's where the entranceway to Yerushalayim is. Ki Yefshar Lalis Lashamayim, Shehulamalamalo, Kim Alidei Anova Veshiflus. Because it's impossible for a person to rise up, to go up to heaven, unless that person has the epitome of humility. 
כי בגשניאס בוודאי יהיה אפשר להלוס למעלה אפילו פס אחס. Because on a physical level, on a materialistic level, a person can't even go up a few miles up in heaven. And therefore, most certainly, to go up to Shemayim, which is something spiritual, for sure a person cannot achieve that if they have gaivam. Whereas, however, through humility, where the person considers themselves nothing, such a person can rise up to Shamayim and to higher and higher levels. We'll just finish the paragraph and we'll take questions. V'zehu b'chinas v'hine sula mutzav arza v'roishoy magia shamayma. And this is one of the learned things that we learned from the dream of Yaakov Avinu. That there's a ladder that's based on the ground and the top of it reaches up to shamayim. Kishehu mutzav arza. When a person has their feet on the ground, when a person considers themselves like the ground, like dirt, humility, which is compared to dirt, then that person's head is able to reach up to Shemayim. The person has the ability to go up to the highest levels. The city of Yerushalayim, which is built up like the city where all people were connected to each other. That's the city to which the Shvotim from all over at Israel would go up to. Because the main rise and elevation of the Holy Shvotim is in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, down here on earth, a person has the ability to take off, to go all the way up to the Yerushalayim in heaven. Because as we learned earlier, in Yerushalayim, a person, Yerushalayim is the place that's most conducive for a person to be able to achieve true humility. Any questions, please? Paragraph Zion. Now, Rav Nosenzal once again is going to give an explanation as to why the Torah allows us to redeem the fruit of the fourth year, that if it's too difficult for whatever reason for a person to bring the fruit to Yerushalayim, we're allowed to transfer the holiness that's on that fruit in the fourth year to transfer it onto money, to take that money and bring it to Yerushalayim, buy produce in Yerushalayim with that money, and eat it in Yerushalayim. This paragraph Zion, Based on what we've been learning till now, we'll be able to understand the ability to redeem the produce, the fruit of Netarvai, for money. 
שיכולים לבדוסם בכסף, ולהלויס הכסף לירושלים, כדין מייסר שני. We're able to do this for net arvai, just as we're allowed to do this for מייסר שני. שנאמר בוי, about which the Pesach says, ונוסעת הכסף בכל אשר תאווה נפשך. You can use that money, apply that money to whatever your heart desires. Babokor ubatsoin, if you want to buy cattle, sheep. As the, the Gemara learns out from this Pesach about the Netarvai. Because the main area where a person has to work to overcome any type of arrogance is when it comes to money, wealth, which is, goes together with kingdom. We say in the morning, and kovoid is malchus, melech <laughs> because the main leadership and rulership is by people who are wealthy. <laughs> because everyone has to come on to that person. <laughs> and therefore a leader, a king, has to be especially careful regarding gaiva. And this is why the Torah speaks about a Jew avoiding arrogance, where the Torah speaks about a Jew acquiring money from wealthy people. As the Pesach says, He watch out, because you're going to be prosperous and successful. You'll have a lot of money. Everything you have will, will grow. And you'll become arrogant. And you'll forget Hashem. And the Pesach warns, don't make that mistake. Remember Hashem, that He's the one who gave you all of this. Because the main place where people fall into gaiva is when it comes to wealth, people having a lot of money, as we see in real life. That from the smallest to the greatest, most people end up forfeiting their oilam haba because of money, the desire for money. And, and the main problem is this gaiva, hageus as a result of the fact that every person wants to live a lifestyle that's above their means. The poor people, the little guys, want to dress in expensive clothing, which again is above, above the norm for their level of parnasa. 
and the, the middle-income people, they want even more expensive clothing. And not just clothing, but they want all kinds of things that, that they feel they must have, they need to have. Expensive dishes and, and other things in the house. Furnishers, furnishings. And the wealthy people, they, they're looking for gold gold and diamonds and things like that. Which are things that are, that are extremely expensive. Because as it says in Koheles, there are many things in this world that just increase emptiness, nothingness. And the more money that a person has, the more bloated they become, the more arrogant they become. To the point where the person displays a level of arrogance with their wealth, as if the whole world belongs to, as if they they deserve everything. To the point where many wealthy people end up forfeiting this world and the next world as a result of this type of behavior. Kayadua calls as all of this is well known. Vialkain, his hero, Hatoira al Hamelech, Shaloyar Belokesevizov, and therefore the Torah warns a Jewish king to be careful not to acquire excess gold and silver, a lot of lot of gold and silver. Levilti Rum Levavanechav so that he shouldn't become arrogant. Ki Iker Achisas Hageus Beyoiser, Ubamomoin. Because the place where arrogance gets involved the most is when it comes to wealth, money. The main elimination of arrogance is through the tzaddik who is to achieve that level of nothing, considering himself like nothing. Which was the fourth level of humility that we spoke about. A person considering themselves lower, less than what they are. Because so long as a person has not yet to reach this level of considering himself smaller than what he really is, Even though this person did succeed in getting rid of their gaiva towards the three categories of people, those are bigger than them, equal to them, and smaller than them, and the person doesn't go out of his boundaries, he doesn't consider himself better than anyone, but still, the arrogance still has the ability to rise up inside of such a person. Because 
Shubhina Horavi is Kayadua. Because the main source from which the three clipoids that are all big, completely bad draw from is from Noiga, which is the fourth level. Vialkane. Ravnasana <clears throat> said the main place from which the three negative clipoids, which correspond to the three types of Gaiva, the three aspects of Gaiva draw from, is from the fourth, which is Noiga. Vialkane calls man shali shiber habechino horavia sanao, liois shofo lamatami madrigosai, adayin yocho lihiois hageus yichoise venera chasushin. Therefore, Abnosazal says, so long as a person hasn't succeeded in overcoming that fourth level of gaiva, to be consider oneself lower than what one really is, the, the, the gaiva still has the ability to rise up inside of the person, chas v'shon. V'alkein, be'emes, and therefore, based on all this, the main thing that'll help us and make it possible for us to succeed in getting rid of all gaiva, including that fourth level, is by connecting, by coming close to the true tzaddik, who has already achieved the complete beetle to Hashem on, on all four categories. Any questions? Rav Nassau continues. Yes, hi, Rabbi. Go ahead. I might have missed it, but I was wondering, with regards to Hanukkah, since it's not one of the three pilgrimages, but we're mentioning it during this time, is there um, such a thing as to go up to Jerusalem during Hanukkah? The answer is there are many people that do that. It is a very good thing to visit Jerusalem, to visit the site of the Beis Amikdosh, especially because on Hanukkah, there was the renewal after the Hashemarim succeeded in getting rid of the Greeks. And in, in purifying the Beis Amikdosh, there was an eight-day celebration of Chanukah's Habeis Amikdosh, of renewing the Beis Amikdosh. So there are many people who try. It's not a law, it's not an obligation, but there are many people who try to come to Yerushalayim, to come to the Kotel Marovi, <clears throat> to daven there, to, to, to be there. However, Rav Nosenzal explains in the that just like there's a mitzvah for a person to go to shul, when a person is sick, when a person's ill, they can't come, they're in the house, there's a mitzvah for us to visit that person. And the Shekhinah itself comes to visit that person. And Rav Nosenzal says that's what Hanukkah is, is all about. Hanukkah, Hashem knew that there's going to come a time that we won't have a Beis HaMikdosh to go to. And therefore Hashem said, in, when you're in that state, you're sick. I'll come to visit you. The menorah, we light the menorah inside of our homes. That's the Beis HaMikdash coming to us. That's the Shekhinah coming to us. Thank you. Rav Nassim says now, The truth is that these two things are dependent on each other. 
כפי כל אחד, כפי מה שמשתדל לבט על עצמו, ולהרגיש שפלוסי בפשיטוס, to each and every person, to the degree that we try our best to negate ourselves and to realize how small we really are, להרגיש כאב אבוינוסה ופגומוב, and to realize and feel the pain of all of our mistakes, all of our sins that we committed, and to realize how far we are from Hashem, and how far we are from really being connected to the Torah, that's what will help that person come close to the true tzaddik. Because most definitely, a person who feels and realizes how low they are, and the person who wants to save their soul from eternal death, and from suffering, and to be zeichet to eternal life, that person will definitely ignore any obstacles that are blocking them from coming close to the tzaddik. Sherubam kekulam machmas kovri. And Rav Nosanzal says the majority of, of the obstacles that will block a person from coming close to Hashem is gaiva, personal kovoid. The person is afraid that people make fun of him and they'll embarrass him. And even the other obstacles that a person has sometimes from a wife <coughs> who opposes the person or a father-in-law or a father. Kulam mizbatlem legamri all of those things go away completely. They disappear completely when a person realizes how low he is. And the person realizes and understands their position in this world, where they are, where they're holding. And how far we've drifted away from Hashem as a result of our deeds. And therefore, that person will definitely make every effort possible to come close to the one who can cure him. And through this, we'll be certainly come close to the truth, to the true tzaddik. And the more a person comes closer to the true tzaddik, the more the person feels and realizes how small we are. Ki iker bitul because the main thing that eliminates gaiva is the tzaddik who achieved this level of more of considering himself nothing. As Rabbi Nizal speaks about this in chapter 10 in the first half of Likud Imran and in other places.
Any questions, please? Yes, I had a question. Please. Is there a concept in the mission where one should have like a large house, beautiful wife, and then nice Kalim in order to increase his Torah studies, and then also that you should spend, you should dress your wife above your means? There is such a concept. It doesn't say to dress your wife above your means, as far as I know. It says that a person who has who has money to spend should should spend more on the wife, on the wife's needs in terms of clothing than their own needs. Doesn't necessarily say a person should go above their means, go into debt, that kind of thing. But we know that it is possible for, for Hashem to bless a person with wealth. And a person doesn't have to throw it away, chas v'shon. But what the person needs to do, they need to realize that that's a test. That, and the test is whether I'm going to forget where this wealth comes from. I'm going to remember that it's Hashem's money and it's Hashem's house. It's Hashem's, it's not my beautiful house. This is Hashem's house. And Hashem is king in this home. And it's all about worshiping Hashem. That's what my, my home is about. It's not about worshiping me about what I like and I want, it's always, what does Hashem like? What does Hashem want? We'll hold it over here for now. We're in the middle of a paragraph. Nimtza she'ikar bitl hageus. Tomorrow is Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow, tonight, and tomorrow is Zois Hanukkah, the final conclusion of the holiday of Hanukkah. <clears throat> According to many opinions, this Zois Hanukkah is the greatest day of, of, of Hanukkah. The Arizal says that the last six of the 13 attributes of kindness of Hashem are all shining on this day of Zois Hanukkah. We read tomorrow, those that go to shul in the morning will hear, they're going to read the portion of the Torah which says Zois Hanukkah's Hamizbeach. <clears throat> And, and we read the, the largest Torah reading of, of Hanukkah, other than Shabbos, is going to be tomorrow morning also. I hope the shir will start at 8.15, and I hope we should be zirchah that this yontif of Hanukkah should put an end to all the suffering and darkness of Klaus Yisrael and of the world, and see the revelation of Hashem's true light and the light of its tzaddikim, <clears throat> With the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Samitosh, Bemehera Biameno, Amen Viameno.